Hey, go-getters, I believe you must go after your divine purpose and live in your truth. You must be ready to achieve your goals if you're listening to this podcast. I'm Reb D, a gold digger coach. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world. We're trying to what foster good financial habits. We we know what the bad habits are, and we're trying to foster uh, good financial habits by increasing our financial IQ. That's what we're doing here. Um, I I love this quote. If if you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another one. Right. And for some of you that are on here, we, we take some of the content from Gold Table Talk and we use it for the podcast, the, the Radical Gold Digger podcast. So look at this uh, slide before you. We all know the story of Rich Dad, Poor Dad is about Robert talking about his friend's dad and his, um, his own dad. And his friend's dad is the rich dad. So, um, so on this side, Robert shares what his rich dad told him and what his poor dad told him. His rich dad told him the lack of money is the root of all evil. That's quite interesting, right? And the poor dad told him the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay. The rich dad said, how can I afford it? And the poor dad said, I can't afford it. The rich dad said, study hard so you can find a good company to buy. The poor dad said, study hard so you can find a good company to work for. The reason, the rich dad said, the reason I must be rich is because I have kids. And then the poor dad said, the reason why I'm not rich is because I have kids. You know, quite interesting, right? The thinking behind it. And then the last one, you know, learn to manage risk. And then the one after that from the poor dad, he says, when it comes to money, play it safe. Don't take risk. So I'm going to start right there and open the table up for the conversation. Does any of those statements... um, say anything to you guys is there a statement that you can say you you know you think more like one dad over the other dad so let's open up the conversation hi it's lisa so for me it's just the it's clear that it's just all in your own individual perception and how you internalize the same situation you know, if you look at it as a bad situation, it's going to be bad. If you look at it as always a positive situation or opportunity um, instead of uh, uh, an issue, you know, then then you'll have a more or more positive perspective about it. And so the rich dad is just like, you know, I'm going to 
make it no matter what and I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to think big and yes I'm going to take risks and the poor dad is like you know oh no play it safe and I have nothing and I'm never going to have anything okay that's good now let me ask you something are we playing it safe that's something to ask ourselves are we thinking I think I think I walked the line I, I play it safe a good amount of the time but I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm ready to 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 move over to more of the risk you know side I always tell people no risk no reward anything worth having is worth fighting for and worth you know striving for and so um, I've definitely moved into the more of the higher risk column um, at this point in my life now that my son is you know thrown up and off to college and I'm like okay now I can take more risks now it's mm-hmm. time to, to make to make the money moves as the this topic is called right it's time to make the money moves exactly anybody else have any feedback okay hey Rev it's Angela um How I you think doing? for me I'm good I think for me Early on, probably when I first graduated college, I had done some real estate investing and it probably didn't turn out quite the way that I had hoped. And I think it probably made me hesitant Mm -hmm. to step back out there again and to do it again. As much as I have a real interest in real estate investing, I think I've just been real hesitant to do it because of that that one bad situation, but I, I I just think that we can't allow one bad situation to sour us completely from continuing to pursue something if we have a real interest in it. Let me turn Did my you, light on. I'm sorry. I just got home from work. No, no problem. That that was a a very good uh testimony. But let me ask you something. What did you learn from that mistake that you know that when you venture out to do it again, because now you know something more than you did before, um, will it give you more confidence the second time? Because maybe you know where it might have gone wrong. If Probably it was- so. And, it, and I wouldn't say that it, it went wrong. I would say I learned a valuable lesson. I was investing out of state. I wasn't investing in the state that I lived in. And I had property managers and I just think it, you know, I'm such a control freak. I think I need to have my hands on it a little bit more so. And I think that if I were to ever get in that situation again, that I would do it in the state that I live in so that I can be more hands on. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Very good. That, that is, that's important. You know, I, I was forced to sell a property back home that I I didn't want to sell it, but I was forced to sell it because I wasn't there to manage it. And had I gotten probably some property managers, but my husband didn't want to get into that. No, no, no. I'm, you know, so we were forced to sell it. But what I learned from that is don't be pressured. We should have worked it out. Don't be pressured. You know, it was a situation and 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 we should have handled it and we should have we should have held on. And that's coming from me now because I know better. <laughs> I know what I I should have done then and I didn't do it, you know. But now if I if that situation arises again, I'm not gonna let them 
pressure me. You know, I'm going to just work through it to know that it goes with the territory because that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're learning so we can uh, do better. So when you go back into investment, you know, you can, if you know what type of person you are and you need to be there, then, then go on and be there <laughs> and make it work out for you because that's the goal. We, we want it to be successful, <laughs> you know, and learn from our, you know, from our, um, I'm not even going to say we can learn from our mistakes, but we can also learn from what we did when we didn't have as much knowledge as we might have now. And the one thing about walking out there with more confidence, it minimizes the risk when you know what you're doing. If you have, and I'm going to use this example of a formula, there is a formula for tax liens. And if you do X, Y, Z, you'll be able to make the profit, you know, um, that you can make from them, right? But, um, you know, the risks are minimized when you know what you're doing. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, then it, it's not a risk, you know, and you minimize the risk. So I like when, um, you know, the, the rich dad talked about it. It's, it's not much of a risk if you, if you know what you're doing. Just like with stocks, if, if you're paying attention to the forecast and what happens, and if you had your stock and you know around the holidays they go up and then about April they'll be really down. Like when you know the flow of what's going on, then you don't get scared to sell, 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 you know? And, and but both sides are gonna say in the weather that this is positive and this is negative, but that's when that instincts come in and then you can go by the history of what's been happening. And we know that that's what happens with cycles up and down, but it's going to come back up because that's the way it's, it's always happened. So, you know, you minimize the risk when you know what you're doing. So, okay. Any, anybody else? That, that was good. Okay. All right. Then I'm going to move on in our slide presentation here. all about how we think and I'm going to put that in our um in our group so you guys can look at that later on you know the difference you know I like that one it says um well I don't like it but how can I afford it or I can't afford it of course I'll be honest I'll be oh I can't afford it but now you know I'm a different person now that I'm a coach you know now I know it's I'm, I'm over here how how can I afford it because I know the power of using creativity, the power of just using your mind to figure it out, you know. So this next slide is um, is is important, and, and he talked about this in depth in chapter five. But it's about people who pay themselves first, you know. And I know this probably is not the first time anybody's heard that that we need to pay ourselves first because that is is so important. But the the old mindset said you know, um, that we would uh, get our income and then pay our bills and then whatever was left, we would try to save. So we know that that is not um, a good way to do it. And as you can see here, it says, you know, you get your income and then you go right on to your um, 
assets, right? It went right on to the assets. Save and invest. That's the first thing you do. When you get your money, save and invest and then go around and then pay your expenses and there you have it, you know? So we need to um, pay ourselves first because you can save, <laughs> you know, or invest, right? So those are the key things that we're, we're trying to do here. Okay. Anybody have any questions on paying themselves first as a new way to, um, you know, to increase our savings in our assets? Any questions on that? Pay yourself first. Okay. Well, I can assure you the other way is, is, is rough. It's rough to do it the other way. All right. Well, one of the things um, Robert said in there, you know, and he, he leaves this question with us that um, it's, it's not so much the lack of technical information that holds us back, but more the lack of self-confidence, right? The lack of self-confidence, you know, um, when you know what you're doing, it builds confidence, right? <laughs> but when you when you're not sure if it's something new, it, it it can it can hold you back, and the other voices can hold you back too. You know, if you start sharing it with with folk that don't understand it, they they can kind of um, you know make your confidence <laughs> even less. <laughs> So the question is, what is an example in your life that self-doubt got in the way of a great opportunity? What is an example in your life that self-doubt got in the way of a great opportunity? Anybody can think about that? Did an opportunity pass you by? Okay, well, let me say this opportunities are here right now you know COVID really has changed the game everywhere so the opportunities are so new the opportunities are, are so new that they're, they're making new rules because the opportunities are there and when we say opportunity there are new needs that are there that that is going to make somebody very uh, uh, rich if they can provide the needs that are needed. You know, we know one big need that came out of COVID is, you know, shopping, right? Shoppers, people wanted somebody to do their shopping for them. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I never had anybody do my shopping for me until COVID came. And then, you know, that became a big thing. DoorDash and all kind of stuff, you know, fast food. Now people going to pick up your fast food at McDonald's. I mean, come on, this is this is this is insane. But these are new opportunities that created jobs and that people are doing, you know. So I I say all that to say is look at the opportunities and 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 the missed opportunities. That's where you make the money work. You know, nobody didn't really look at that. And then you saw, oh, yeah. You know, so now we're looking at things different. We're looking at it different. We're looking for opportunities. What if we did this? What if I did that? And that is for those that are interested in um, business opportunities for our entrepreneurs, you know. 
that's when what I'm talking about as far as opportunities. And if you just want to um, get your own finances together and you want to acquire assets, there are great opportunities out there with with real estate. You know, right now we know it's it's a, a seller's market, you know. But if you, you know, acquire things when it's the other way around, it's 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 the way to do it, you know. So acquire stuff. The deals are, are out there, you know. Sad to say the deals are really out there, but you gotta go look for them, right? So Robert talked about that, you know. So okay. So I'm gonna go on to the next one. We're gonna have to um get rid of that self-doubt and get excited and, and want to be on the ground floor of great opportunities you you want to be talking to people that are talking about what we could do now to make the quality of life better for our fellow man by coming up with something of a need right needs for seniors needs right so look and and look for those opportunities of of what's being missed here you know some people have a lot of money right but don't get ahead financially hmm why is that some people have a lot of money but they don't get ahead financially why is that any anybody want to take a shot at that one Okay, but it's something to think about. It's, it's something to think about. Um, Ms. Yeah, go ahead. I think it may be mishandling of money or just not knowing how to make it grow. Not having financial intelligence, their IQ. Yeah, they, they, they just don't know the know-how. They don't, they don't know the know-how, how to, how to generate, to make it multiply. So let's just go back to Matthew 25 when we were talking about in the Bible, the talent, right? The the parable of the talent and what each person did with theirs. Well, we all know that the first guy, he just said, okay, what I'm going to do is multiply. However I have to do it, I'm going to multiply these talents, right? And we know in the end, you know, you know, uh, the king was pleased or, 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 you know, so that's, that's, what did he do though? Right? He got creative. <laughs> he got creative and he figured it out, right? And that's what we want to do. We want to take a little bit of money as Robert talks about. Robert had a little bit of money, you know, and 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 keep flipping it to buy more, to buy more and things that are more value. So he was acquiring assets that turned around that were worth more than what they were. And then he would sell them at the right times, you know. So this was one formula that is still a a viral formula today, right? So that's what we need is to be um, more uh, financially intelligent, right? So that's that's a good one. And financial advisors uh, are are not a bad thing. (laughs) Some people have a lot of money. Well, how about God gave you a lot of money? Would you be ready for it? <laughs> Would you be ready for it? Yeah. Well, you want to get ready because I'm telling you, just like TD's Jakes said, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's coming. And you want to be ready 
but when it comes to have some type of strategy, formulas to invest, and we know that one thing Robert has been hammering in our heads in these first five chapters is to what? Acquire what? Not going to say what, what has he been telling us to do? Acquire assets, right? Acquire assets. Okay. Thank you, Tabitha. You know, number three says, as you have developed your own financial intelligence, how has it helped you to see easily the weather of a deal, uh, whether a deal is good? You know, so is anybody like looking at something that you trying to see, is this a, a good thing for me to do? Is this a good thing for me to do? Because these, these are the places where we want to be. We want to be looking at something and be like, hmm, can I do that? Right? Yeah. I just got this down payment and, you know, so that's where we want to be. We want to be looking at stuff, right? To develop our financial intelligence. And just like um, Angela mentioned, you know, we can have an experience now we had an experience and we know what probably was a uh, um, something we know that we'll do better the next time, you know, by instinct, you know, so you, so that's what we want to do, um, build up our intelligence that we can go out there and have enough confidence. So when the naysayers come in and how many, you know, that you just can't tell everybody what you do, you just can't tell everybody. You know, you just got to uh, research it, you know, uh, talk to the people that know, talk to somebody that's probably uh, has already done it and can speak and and to it, you know. So that's that's where we want to be, right? That's good. Um, hey, Dean, I would love for us to have a conversation about cryptocurrency. There is so much talk out there about this new currency and people say they're making money from it but I know absolutely nothing about it okay and I would I love if we could put like a, a presentation together on that because I really would be interested in learning a little bit about it well I'm, I'm on it because so am I and um, I know Lisa had somebody that was a little fluid in that area um is that right Lisa Yes, I was just getting ready to jump in and say, right when this call was starting, I asked my son how his was doing. And he goes, oh, I need to log in and check because he uh, invested. My uh, my cousin um, is, you know, very much studying that right now and taking he's an economics major, but he's taking it to the next level. And he set my son up with some cash just for the purpose of that as a gift and sat down with him for about four hours and taught him what to do, what not to do, you know, what to look for and and really gave him um a good jump start on on how to do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're gonna have to tag Lisa to jump start for her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is this is Desi. There's also an app called Coinbase where you can buy and sell cryptocurrency, and you can also um, take lessons and you know do the quizzes. And when you pass a quiz, you can you can earn cryptocurrency. So it, okay. it teaches you along the way and you can earn crypto by passing quizzes. 
I mm. like that. Okay. Coin base. Coin base. All right. Write it down. Because what we know is that people are getting in now. Right. And you know how they say, well, if you had got in, you know, <laughs> back here, if you got, you know, you'd, you'd have been right there. And that's what I'm saying about um, now, the opportunities that are now. If that is the big thing before they regulate it and before they do all right. the stuff to it, it's time to get in on the ground floor because there are a lot of regulations coming, even, even with the internet trying to regulate things so we we better get on board so okay so we're going to add that to the list okay and uh cryptocurrency and we're all going to do our due due diligence to at least um find a 101 youtube to introduce us to what exactly is it and we're going to you know hopefully can have uh learn from her friend and then come back to the group you know, but I'm certainly going to look for somebody too to um, get us on on board with that. And I'm going to is to plant seeds inside his asset column, starting small, and then see what grows. Right? That that sounds so simple, you know, but we got to do it right. Robert says to plant seeds inside the asset column. And remember, I had a whole list of what type of assets that we could acquire, a whole list of them, right? You can just Google that and just see which one that you may want to go out and research and do just that, right? And then it says, how are you planting seeds in your asset column right now? And if you aren't, what could you do to be able to start? Well, since we started this series, that's all we've been talking about is assets, acquiring assets, acquiring assets, right? And um, that's what we we have to do, continue to acquire assets. And of course, um, you know, Robert used what he did with real estate, but there's so many other things you could do to acquire assets. So we need to... Um, to do something, right? We need to do something. So anybody planting seeds? And you could be just be planting the idea. That's important because it all starts up here first, right? Plant the idea here, write it down, make a vision board. These are the assets that I'm going to jump into, research it, you know, or you going out there and, 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 um creating investments you know and that's what he was talking about creating investments right so anybody else okay well that's what we should be doing creating investments using our heads to come up with ways because he said our our number one asset was what our mind that's our number one asset is our mind. And I like that.
Hey, Radical Gold Diggers, I hope you got a gold nugget out of this podcast to help you nail your goals. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world. Thank you.